Hey, what's going on, you guys? It's Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life Instructions Not Included, a podcast where we try to find all the missing pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we are entering week two of July, and whoa, I... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Oh, shit. Already. Okay. And uh, I am loving our long summer days here in Seattle. So Not think, long enough. I think people in Seattle know this, but if you don't, Seattle gets an extra five hours of daylight in people, the summertime. People in the Northwest know. Okay. Because I think once you go to like Northern California, well, I've never been to Northern California, but in L.A., it gets dark around what eight? Probably seven. Yeah. I would imagine seven or eight or I, I so. I stepped outside yeah. at eight p.m. one time. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I thought the power went out. So even in NorCal. So what I'm talking about oh, is NorCal too. Yes. Okay. So what I'm talking about is in the summertime in Seattle, we still get daylight past sunset, which is sunset probably around like nine, nine, ten p.m. It's not. It's not past sunset. It's not. It does. <laughs> so you know when sunset goes down. You can't get daylight down, when the sun is I'm set. I'm sorry. Okay. Is- you know when the sun sets. <laughs> And there is still light out there. Do you know what I'm I, talking I get, about? I get what you're saying. I so, know. I get. okay, so that actually, a little fun tip about me, that period of daytime uh-huh. after the sun sets where it's still light out is probably one of my favorite periods of the day. Because it's not, you know, the day's over, but it's not quite nighttime? Like, what, yes. what's the deal with that? Yeah, it's just like, it's still light out, but it's not quite dark yet. I got you. It doesn't last very long, you know. It just lasts well, a, a mere few minutes. No, sometimes... But, like, it, I love that period of day. So, I know what you mean. I'm just, I was just laughing at the fact that you said I know. daylight when the sun sets. I know. But I love it when it happens, <laughs> and it's like 11, and it's still kind of bright out. 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah. There's Whoa. been a couple times where it's like 11 p.m. Seattle, 12. do you live in? Unless my eyes are just <laughs> fucked up, I don't know. I must be on some shit. But no, there's been times where you walk outside and it's still, it's not dark. Yeah. It's not dark. You know, it just it's feels really warm. It's still warm, warm outside. Yes. It feels really good. You know, you hop outside some shorts in the tank top. You know, maybe go I for. Know. A, well, just I like wouldn't a go for a jacket. jog around here, but no, or just like a light jacket. Yeah. So. Oh, and it makes a world of a difference because in our fall or winter, our daylight is gone by like four thirty, five p.m. And so we don't need to talk about that. You're stressing me out already. <laughs> I uh, know it'll be here before we know it. Okay, but 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 it is still second weekend of July. We are well into summer now. So today we are going to be talking about summers in Seattle. It's amazing. And why? Y'all should come here. It's the best. I think we have some of the greatest summers. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. I A long time ago, I told myself I wanted to move to, like, New York, L.A. I wanted to move to, like, a big, big city, you know, just watching the movies. I thought it was amazing to just live in those areas. Mm-hmm. But I would regret missing summers in Seattle mm-hmm. because there's just something about being in the city after having that long, wet cold, miserable, depressing, dreadful, dreadful, all the, bad, all the negative words, <laughs> insert here, deadful, oh, dread, deadful dreadful. and dreadful, yeah, so, it's a, it's a word today, it's a word today, that's how I feel that's inside you, during that's the winter time, that's how you feel time. about yeah. winter in Seattle, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's like, summers, you know, summers here are the best, I Amazing. love summer, and it's probably my favorite season mm. of all time. 
yeah, it's pretty good. So today we are going to be talking about that. But before we dive into that, let's do a quick check-in with each other. Nothing, as usual, plants. <laughs> okay, so this is coming out, this is going to be July 18. 18th when it comes out. So plant sale is going to be July 22nd. Mark your calendars. Okay, I'm going to put the location in the description. Okay, you could also find it on our IG. Um, if you show up and say that you heard it through the podcast, you get a discount. Okay. What yeah. kind of discount? Yeah. Surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah. Okay. Surprise. It's a pretty, I mean, shit's already cheaper. Like it's pretty fucking cheap. But yeah. anyways, you get a deal. Stop by, say what's up, get to meet us and cool. kick it. Um, but yeah, other than that, other than the plant stuff, just been chilling, trying to get my shit together, been feeling healthy. Uh, for those of you that have been listening, Ooh. I don't sound as clogged up. I was editing an episode earlier, what, yesterday, and I just noticed, I'm like, man, fuck, I'm so congested. I'm so congested now, but I think around this time, my allergies kind of kick in, so that's why, but prior to that, every other episode, I've been sick, and now I'm just on a healthy streak, feeling good, you know? I signed up for Platinum Fitness, and again, those that are listening, you know, you think, like, oh, he's a trainer, why doesn't he just work out at his gym? I don't work that much at the gym. Like, I work maybe three days out of the week, if that. Um, and I'm always, like, on the go, so it's hard to get a workout in. But, yeah, we got the gym going down at Planet Fitness, getting my workouts in every other day. Got nice. a basketball tournament. Well, when this comes out, I already did it, but it's going to be coming up this weekend. Oh, the Everett okay. three-on-three. And then we've got softball going, and we're about to be in the playoffs, so... What? Everything is good, and yeah. And he didn't break a finger this year, you guys. Oh, uh, come on. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, knock on wood. There's still time. No, no, no. There's still you'll time. Do, you'll do great. I know. Cool, that's exciting. I didn't yeah. know you guys were doing that well. Good this, job. This audio is not going to age well, watch. <laughs> <laughs> and when it does, it'll be like the time where I'm like, is your finger okay? And yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, okay, because it looks broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> that was that was pretty bad. Pretty bad. But zucchini. Oh yeah. So remember last time we recorded it was about a week ago, right? Yeah. And then the zucchini was maybe like three inches. I would have said like four to five inches. Four to five But okay. tiny thing. Like the radius of it, circumference was yeah. like tiny. Yeah, so it's like And then now. Now it's fucking huge. It's, it's like a fucking... Uh, it's gigantic. It's like the size of my arm, my forearm. Yeah, so think about... Well, that too. And also <laughs> think about uh, the bat that Bam Bam had in, Fred, in the Flintstones. That's hilarious. It's, it, looks like, it looks like a bone. Sorry, I stuttered there a lot. Yeah, it's it a... It looks like a bone. <laughs> yeah, kind of. A little well, bit. That thing is huge. Funny. You can feed a whole village with that. So that one was actually hand pollinated. So for those of you, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um... So for those of you that don't know, some plants, some flowers have male and female parts in it, so it's able to self-pollinate. Zucchinis don't. A lot of squash don't. So there'll be a male flower and a female flower, and they don't open up at the same time. A lot of times they don't. So I had to break open the flowers, you know, do some plant sex. I had the slow motion going, the fucking music going. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then got that big boy. (laughs) Just a whole new world opened. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) I think I I want to make a reel out of that. I got the the audio in mind for it, too. (laughs) All right. So you did that. (laughs) So a lot of gardeners know what I'm talking about. It does sound inappropriate, but you do have to, like, force your flowers to have sex and shit. Okay. 
Alrighty. Or pollinate. Well, we'll there, pollinate. there you go, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some plant science for you, and look what what comes of it. I think it's huge, man. It is. It is. Okay. Uh, what about you? So for my check, I'm actually not going to have a check in today, but as we go into the summer season, or we're already in the summer season. I'm going to give you guys a travel tip that I have been doing for years now, but I think it would be very beneficial for others to know about if you aren't doing this already. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys how to not freak out in the event your luggage does not get to your destination. Okay, have, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever lost luggage no, on but, a trip? No, but someone posted recently that they went, out there, they went without their luggage for two months in oh. China, overseas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But okay. no, it hasn't. So that's okay. kind of scary. So I am one, like, if if I can help it, I do not want to travel with a checked-in luggage because I am fearful my luggage will get lost once I get to my destination, which is like, no, I don't want that to happen. So I try to avoid that at all costs. How do I do that? I just have a carry-on. <laughs> now that I have a family of four, traveling with a carry-on only is, is just impossible. Kids get a carry-on too, right? Kids get a carry-on, too. Two? Yeah, I mean, they're a paying ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. Paying traveler. Um, so I would imagine they get their own carry-on and a personal item like adults do. But the kids are not going to carry their own stuff. Yeah. They have, like, so I give my kids, like, a tiny backpack with snacks or maybe some activities. That's as much as they're carrying. They're not carrying anything valuable. Okay, so anyways. So how to how to accomplish this? So... In your carry-on luggage, for each family member, you are going to pack... Tracker. Go ahead. I'm sorry? No, sorry. Go ahead. Go You're ahead. interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> so, in your carry-on luggage, for the entire family, you are going to pack one set of pajamas, one set of change of clothes, a set of socks and underwear... And then anything essential that you might need. So, for example, we recently traveled to Northern California for my cousin's wedding. We needed our wedding outfits, the outfits we were going to wear to the wedding. So I had all, of, all four of our wedding outfits in the carry-on luggage. Really, essentially, anything should be packed in your carry-on luggage. That If you get to your destination and you're like, fuck, our luggage did not make it, you're like, it's okay because you know what? You got pajamas for tonight. You got a change of clothes for tomorrow. And you have your essentials with time to go to Walmart, Target, Ross, wherever you need to make like a quick shopping run. Okay? Smart like or it. smart? Because guess what? That happened to us when we went to California. Uh -huh. Our luggage didn't make it to our destination. Oh, shit. And it sucked because we flew into San Francisco but our Airbnb was like an hour and a half away in Elk Grove. And so we were like, fuck, when are we going to get it? Thankfully, Alaska Airlines is like, once it gets here, we will drop it off to your Airbnb, even though it is an hour and a half away. So we're like, great, perfect. Bitch, you better. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, yeah. wait, I've never lost my luggage before. This is the first time I've ever lost my luggage before. But guess what? We were prepared, and I was, like, not freaking out at all. I was like, it's going to get to us. And guess what? So we landed at, we landed at like, 8 or 9 a.m., and our luggage got to us at midnight. <laughs> so we, we made it just shy of, like, 24 hours. Nice. But all was, all was well. So if you weren't prepared for it, do you think you're the type that freaks out? I, I would be worried. I mean, I'd just be like, oh, shoot, what am I going to wear to bed? Because I'm, like... 
I don't want to wear airport clothes, like, in bed. Like, I don't like wearing dirty clothes in bed. So I'd freak out about that. Yeah. And then I'd freak about, yeah, about, like, having clean underwear. Like, after I take a shower, which, well, after a flight, I always want to take a shower. I'd freak out in that sense. Yeah, because I guess I thought, I pictured a full-on panic attack. Oh, no. When you're me? like, what the fuck is going No. So, <laughs> nah, I was like, what the fuck? Not me. <laughs> but for me, I used to say, fuck it. If it doesn't show up, just buy new shit. Let's go to the store. Just buy new buy shit. Real quick. But I like that tip because since we had that episode about reducing our carbon footprint, and I mm. want to be wasteful because there's a lot of uh, uh, single-use packaging. Mm-hmm. Single-use packaging. Sure. No, or just pack, just plastic packaging. There's so many reasons why that's a good travel tip. Yeah. Like, yeah not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. I might do it. I might take Might. Take that into account next time. Let me know. Well, I'll have a full-on report. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it so, worked out for my family, and I was saying it came in clutch. Yeah. So, since we're talking about Seattle, one thing I wanted to bring up uh, was this article that I read. This isn't about Seattle summers, but it's kind of like a cool little history fact okay Um, it blew my mind because a long time ago i never knew well when i found this out i never knew mercer island was found was named after some guy named mercer okay Uh, i didn't either and then mercer street too so they're like these pioneers that came out and was kicking in decided to stay and take over the native american land and shit you know what i mean okay um but my client gave me this article and said like oh this is a cool little history fact about the rainier valley i was like oh shit i kind of want to know about it Started reading, shit's about Lake Union, not my neighborhood. Read it anyways, right? <laughs> that, yeah, when you said Rainier Valley, I thought over here, like, south of yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, all right, bet, I'll read it. So, I'm the type of person that doesn't like to read something if it doesn't match with what I think it's going to be about, right? So, I'll just stop it. Short <laughs> read, it's about a Native American chief, a Duwamish chief, right? How this dude had some land. Um, they called him Lake Union John. That's what the white mm. man called him, right? I'm going to butcher this one, but his name was Cheshire Hood. Yeah, yeah. I hope I didn't butcher, butcher it too bad. Can but I, what was that right here? I check us out. Check us out. Cheshire Hood. Cheshire? Cheshire? That's a, Cheshire Hood. Okay. Cheshire Sounds better than what I said. So while I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, dude was chilling, living his life around Lake Union. He had his own land, his own family and stuff. He was near um, the Portage Bay, which I didn't know Portage Bay was an actual place. Okay. So Portage Bay is a restaurant. Have you been there before? I have been to Portage Bay, yes. So that was pretty cool. And then after I read that, then some dude named David Denny. Denny Way? So that's Denny Way. Is named after that dude. And And then there's a guy named... Let me guess. Denny... Mercer. Is there a Dexter there? No, okay. no, 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 Dexter right there. <laughs> David Doc Maynard. There was no street. There's a Maynard, there's, there's a, Maynard a Maynard street. street. If you go is up it Denny, along South it's Lake near Union? there. Okay. Yeah, it's near there. So this is a trip how like all those streets yeah. around there are named after around these people, Around South right? Lake Union. Then you've got Henry Yesler. Oh, Yesler Way. And so I don't know who the fuck these people are, honestly. I think these are, these are settlers. Um, did you read the article? No, I did, but then I just kind of... <laughs> 
I saw some words. You just saw names. I saw some words. Like, oh, these are street names. So they were. There I were mean, some hold on. I, first off, I don't blame you because the article in your hand is like a beat up magazine. <laughs> it's, it's not even bounded. It's like torn apart. It's crumbled. Uh, it looks like out the trash. Raj, if you're, Raj, if you're listening, <laughs> it was an accident. It fell on the ground. Equipment got on top of it. But thank you. I read the article. Um, it's in good condition. But yeah, so it's pretty much about how how these settlers came in, and then it's about this person, uh, Lake Union John, his life and his interactions with the settlers. And there is, I guess, a lot of hate between the Native American and white people. Mm -hmm. I guess there was a lot of hate. I mean, I feel like that's pretty common in most um, indigenous areas, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, So there was a mob out. They were looking to kill some people. Yeah, this is all about how and why he ended up selling his land. And actually, how are you getting the land? Actually, this is all fucking confusing. What sucks is that they start off by saying that the white man sold him, the Native American dude, some land. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you selling the guy land that he already lives on? Mm-hmm. Which is a fucking mm-hmm. trip, right? Mm-hmm. Then, in the end, he has to sell it back to someone else. I don't know who he sold it back to, just to get some money. I, I guess he made a fortune, but... But regardless, like the fact that you have to be sold your, your land that you already live on was a trip. On. Yeah. And what bothered me about this is that, you know, when you think about these people that are mentioned, it's cool to know who they are, but it sucks how they are the ones that represent Seattle as mm-hmm. far as the street names go, right? Most of the uh, most of the street names that are named after indigenous people aren't in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of sucks, but I thought it was a cool little story here. What was the name of the Duwamish man again? Cheshire Hood. I'm so sorry. Cheshire Hood? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that his full name? I don't know what his last name is. Mm. There's no... I don't know if there is a last name, but... Got it. Yeah. Oh, I guess maybe it was John Cheshire Hood. And that's why they call him Lake Union John. Do we... We have a John Street. You think it's I don't John? think that's after... No. I <laughs> doubt it's after him. I don't even... Where's John Street at? I don't know. Somewhere. <laughs> I don't even think... That's a James. That's James Street. I don't think there's a John Street. Damn. Damn, they couldn't even get his name right. That's fucked up. That's cool, though. I will admit, I don't know too much history about Seattle. Mm -hmm. So it is cool to hear stories like that. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound like much because this article does kind of bounce around a lot. I just thought about Rainier Valley is probably just the greater Seattle area. And not like a particular neighborhood. Like Mount Rainier. Oh, Rainier. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what other people think. Oh, wow. Like, not just like, are you talking about like, are you thinking Rainier Beach? Like Rainier Yeah, so Avenue, when people say the, like when, when I hear people say the valley uh-huh. or like Mount Baker, like I think of the Mount Baker area all the way through mm. down to here. That's what I think of when I think of Rainier Valley. But <laughs> yeah. But so to clear it up, this article does kind of bounce around a lot. And I think that. This was supposed to be a lighthearted, lighthearted article, mm-hmm. but they showed some of the dark history behind these pioneers and the Native Americans, which mm-hmm. doesn't really... Not do it's, it's kind of unsettling, you know? Well, sure, but I think we do need to know where we come from, even if it is a little bit uncomfortable, because regardless whether it's happy or not, like that's, yeah. that's the truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, dude sold his land in 1906. Yeah. Wonder what his land was. It didn't say where it was at. That is a, that is crazy. 
think if I just took your laptop from you and I was like, hey, I'll give it back to you if you give me 400 bucks. <laughs> messed up. I'd be like, give me back that's fucked up. what belongs to me. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Ooh. All right. Well. Can we start off with South Lake Union really quick? What's up? I have a favorite memory on South Lake Union. Okay. Do you? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So I think it was in 2014. My cousin and I, we went paddle boarding for the very first time on South Lake Union. Okay. So here we are, beginners, getting on a paddle board. Let alone my cousin doesn't even know how to swim. Oh, fuck. <laughs> she didn't. And so we went from... We went from South Lake Union all the way to Gasworks Park, which is, it's a trek. And I didn't know this, or I wasn't expecting this, but you deal with the waves of, like, all the different boats around. And so, like, I thought it was going to be, like, a calm, like, chill ride. Oh, my God. Three hours later, we probably, like, did our round trip. (laughs) Three hours later? (laughs) I think so, yeah. One of like, my clients just did that trip. She said it took her, like, 20, 30 minutes. No, what? Round trip from South Lake Union to Gasworks and back? Uh, I mean, maybe. Even hey. one way, it's still shorter than three hours. <laughs> I didn't say it took us one way three hours. I no, said, well, even round, I said this was our first time paddle yeah. boarding and whatever else. But anyways, it ended up, that's probably, like, one of my favorite memories. Yeah. Um, it was just a a great time and nice. good views. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine was when I was a kid. We would go to Gasworks yeah. for the fireworks for 4th of July. Ooh. And so, oh, and actually flying kites too. Yeah, I got to talk to my mom about that. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of times back in the day, early 90s, in the 1900s, um, we would go to... <laughs> don't, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it always catches me off guard when you say that. So in the 1900s, we would go to Gasworks, right, and fly kites because it was open space. It wasn't really that packed. I mean, maybe because I was a kid, it didn't seem that packed. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now it's just oversaturated with people, probably because of transients. And You flew a kite at Golden Gardens on 4th of July? Oh, not Golden Gardens, Gasworks. At Gasworks Park on 4th of July? No, we would go there to fly kites and on 4th of July. I was going to say. No, yeah, not on 4th of July. You don't have any walking space on of July. Back in the day you did? Sure, I'm sure back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, <laughs> fuck, the but day, now... You cannot see an inch of grass. And, you know, and I dare not to ever go there on 4th of July ever again, sorry. Hell <laughs> to the fuck no. Last <laughs> time we went... We're true Seattleites. so yeah, summer's in Seattle, amazing, right? Yeah. So, last time that we went, I want to say maybe 2000 and... Fuck, maybe 18... I don't know. Daniel was working oh. for a catering company. He got us some VIP passes, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck. It's pretty free- recent. Yeah, free food, free alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm in. No matter where it's at, I'm down. Right? So we get down there. I'm not even thinking about how bad it's going to be going home. Oh. I'm just like, fuck it. Whatever. Let's just go. Um, traffic was really bad. Cops were directing people one only one way. We're supposed to be highlighting the good in Seattle summers. <laughs> we'll get there. So, um, <laughs> so traffic's like one way, right? And then... About an hour later, we finally find parking. Oh, and so fireworks that's shows. Fast. Yeah, so fireworks shows usually last what till eleven, maybe. I was gonna say twenty minutes past ten p.m. Okay, so let's say ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Right? Yeah. So we get to our car because again, it doesn't get late until after ten p.m. Here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we get to our car maybe by eleven thirty. 
12, just because we had to wait for everybody else to get out, and the VIP section was right on the water. Mm-hmm. So, so we're waiting for everybody to clear out. We get to our car. They're pushing everybody one direction. So it's probably 11, 30, 12 by the time we get near the main road, okay? Keep in mind, 11, 30, 12 o'clock, what should be about a 30-minute drive home, mm-hmm. we didn't get home until about 3 or 4 in the morning. That's and terrible. ever since then, I said, fuck no. I'm not going to Gasworks for 4th of July. Even ever. if there's free food and alcohol? Fuck the free food and alcohol. <laughs> that's, that's the only time I take back that statement. 4th of July, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, the last time me and my girls were out there was, I think, 2011 or 2012. And even at that point, it was pretty crowded. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were at the very front, too. But, yeah, I'm sorry. That is one thing I probably would not recommend is going out to Gasworks for 4th of July, unfortunately. I think there are other viewpoints. Go to South Lake Union to go watch the fireworks show. Yeah. Anywhere. But... So for all you guys visiting Seattle, no need to go to Gasworks. It's not that amazing. Even not on 4th of July. I don't think it's that cool. Really? Okay. I don't agree with you there. Go to Gasworks. I think it is one of the better viewpoints of Seattle. At night? No, during the daytime, With the reflection of the skyline, it's cool. I'm actually scared to go there at night. I mean, it is scary, but this, <laughs> but the viewpoint is nice at night. The viewpoint is nice. Just go with a flashlight if you go at night. <laughs> and a gun. Uh-oh. And some mace. And a taser. <laughs> Bulletproof vest. This episode vest. is going downhill. <laughs> okay. Back to the right, positives. Back to good stuff. why so, Seattle summers are great. <laughs> Seattle summers, man. What, when do you get excited for Seattle summers? I'm an early riser when it comes to that. So, what do you mean? When do I get excited? Excited because I get ex- I get excited um, the day we have to spring forward our clocks and our days get longer. What day is that? Uh, Groundhog Day or whatever what day that, that is. And like April? it's in March. Okay. I want to say mid to late March. Like as soon as we get more sunlight, I'm like, yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Gotcha. Okay. Because you know there is actual light. Like actual light at the end of this tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) So that's when I get excited for like all the summer events coming up, the farmers markets. I mean, all of it. Okay. Okay. Is there a turning point for you? Mine is the warm weather. Because if the clock changes, that's fine. But if the weather's still cold, I'm like, fuck this. I don't need to be here. That's hard to say because we used to joke before, we by we I mean Seattleites, that summer doesn't actually start until the 5th of July. Yeah. Because for some time, even on the 4th of July, it would still be cold. Yeah. But I don't think that's been the case, like, the past couple or a past few years. Kind of. I mean, this week's been pretty cold. It's been low 70s, low to mid 70s, which is pretty cold in but the summer But even prior to July. that, like, on 4th of July, it was like 80 degrees or... For the past month, it's been like around 80 degrees. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm just saying this drop's been kind of crazy. Well, I'm up in the morning at 5 a.m. So, 5 a.m., it's 50 degrees. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cold for our summers. Mm -hmm. Pretty cold. But for me, yeah, my turning point is the warm weather. And even if it's just like a a teaser, you know, where we get that 80-degree weather in March or April, and then it drops back down to like 40. (laughs) If we have 40 or 50, I'm like, oh, well, whatever. At least I got a little glimpse of what's going to happen. I'm okay. I'm ready to go. Shorts are coming out. Tanks coming out. You're good. I think so. This like lack of sunshine is one of the reasons why we are so happy in the summertime here because like we don't like we're deprived of sunlight. Yeah. Like 
nine, eight months of the year. So anyways, it's just a great time all around here. Everyone's so happy. <laughs> eight to nine months of the year. You got June, July, August, September, some of October. Okay, fine. Yeah. Five, five months. So what okay. are your favorite things to do in the summer, though? Okay. Because we don't really kick it in the summer. Well, I guess, like, we don't really... I don't kick it. Outside of here, we don't really kick it. Like, we'll link up, like, grab some food every once in a while, maybe grab a couple drinks, but it's not really, like, Ooh. we kick it with the same group. Yeah, yeah, I'm about you know? to... Okay, I'm going to go down, like, memory lane really quick, because I think one of our first hangouts, we went to the Ballard Seafood Festival. One of our first... Michelle, that okay. was after high school. No, it wasn't. Okay. The Ballard gonna, Seafood Festival not... was way after... Okay, so... <laughs> we're not going to... So for those of you that started from the very beginning, when she's like, you know, we just got closer, like, around after the pandemic, we've been close for hella long. She's got the worst memory in the world. We've known each other for over 20 years. Oh, my gosh. Over 20 years. And we've hung out plenty of times. So it's like... Should, I'm, my face is unamused right now. This... Oh, my God. This is pretty bad. Pretty bad. Really? Like, one of the first times we hung out was probably at the Defin- Ballard Seafood Festival? Definitely like, not. You were okay. in high school because you were working at the Ballard's library. Was I? Pretty sure. No This has to be, way. like, 2000, sometime between, oh, I was going to say sometime between 2007 and 2009. Anyways, oh, okay. that is besides the point. Okay. Ballard Seafood Festival <laughs> is one of them. There are a lot of, actually, food festivals around town that I personally love. Another one of them being the bite of Seattle. Ooh. I mean like my friends and I my friends and I used to go every single year and get like alligator on a stick. It was like one of the ones we always used to get. That and then the the brick of French fries. (laughs) You're shaking your head right now. Um, anyway, that was like a good time. Can I tell you why? Yeah, sure, So go. I was on the same boat <laughs> as you when it came to the alligator on a stick and the crab cake with jambalaya. Yeah. That's the yeah, same yeah, stand, yeah, yeah. right? So back in the day at the, um, again, 1900s with the Bite of Seattle, they didn't have that many stands. I mean, there were a lot, but not as much of a variety okay. of stuff, right? So that was the only thing that stood out. Right? So for a couple years, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I want to go get alligator on a stick. I need it like crab cakes. Always had a long line. Always yeah. had a long line. I'm like, I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait. I want this. It's so good. Then after a while, I realized that's all I get. So at that point. That's all you got? Well, I mean, there's. That's a shame. Well, there wasn't really anything out there. I mean, I'd get something to drink maybe. Now they got some Filipino food, more Filipino food over there. I was going to say, they've cool. been having Filipino food. Because we used to get them ESPYs. I remember ESPYs. ESPYs didn't start doing that till after high school, though. Maybe, well, like, right at the end of high school. Well, because I, SP- actually, I'm sorry. I only did start going to the Bite of Seattle, like, after high school. Okay, so, so I used to go like, before. I used to go, oh, like, damn, in I high school before. He's a you know, Seattleite. You know. You know how I'm these locals be doing. You know how we do. Stay true. Okay. So, okay. So you're uh, talking about way back when. Way uh, back. Way back. Way back. So before, I don't <laughs> I don't remember Filipino food being there. Okay. Then again, I don't really buy Filipino outside Filipino food outside of the house. Okay. You buy Filipino food inside the house? Well, I okay. don't eat Filipino food <laughs> outside of the house usually. Okay. Unless it's at someone else's house. Because I, I feel wrong buying it if I could just get it at home, you know? I know what, I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> but Buy to Seattle is dope. It is coming back this year. It is on July 21 and 22. Through 23. Oh, that is next week. So, hey, you can either go to the plant sale 
Or go to the bite. I mean... Just go to the bite on the 21st or the 23rd. That's true. That's true. You or after be... the plant sale. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be here all day for the plant sale. Or but... before the plant sale. No. And bring us food. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, bonus. Office. Bonus. I'll let you get a free plant <laughs> if, you bring, if you bring food. I'll let you get a free Ooh. plant. Two free plants. Another fave at the Bite of Seattle was also like the corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Just like the grilled corn on the cob. Corn. Grilled corn. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach their own. Anyways. I respect it. You know what's amazing over there? The water. The ice water? Along with your corn? I don't like <laughs> this. Okay, never mind. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go Stop ahead. Stop it. <laughs> you never... Okay. Anyways. <laughs> You're a clown You're a clown So, you got Bite of Seattle. Ballard's... The Ballard Seafood Fest. I've only went with you before which is that was good i do love seafood so of course i do want to go again but oh it's this weekend oh so by the time this episode comes out but when we're recording it is happening this weekend by the time this episode comes out it's already passed um but that doesn't mean we don't have an opportunity to go i got the basketball tournament too this weekend so i might actually go because it's in everett so i'll be on the way no, not really, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> ba- for those of you that don't know, Ballard is kind of like an island without being an island. How else do you get there? It's pretty tough you, to get there. I think what you mean is it's far away from I-5. Like, it's... Oh, okay. No, it's just a mission to get there. Oh, okay. Because, like, there are a lot of places that are far away from I-5, but I feel okay driving over there. But, <clears throat> but there is something about Ballard that's like, fuck, I hate driving over there. And I've asked multiple mm-hmm. clients, like, what... Where do you hate driving the most? Really? And they're Ballard. always like Ballard. Ballard and Tacoma. Really? No offense, Tacoma. but That is interesting. I will say, in the past two weekends, I have gone to Ballard. Really? I've gone to another Seattle favorite of mine, which is Golden Gardens. And we went two weeks ago to just catch the sunset. We were out there probably for about three to four hours. Bring some beach toys. There is a playground as well. But you got a little you got a little bit of everything. You got park, beach, playground. It's amazing. You know, I would say Seattle has two beaches, quote unquote, beaches. <laughs> I was just gonna say something about that. <laughs> and um Golden Gardens is one of them located in the Ballard neighborhood. Um and we went kite flying there. So then this past weekend we went because my uh cousin had their graduation party there. And we were out there all day. It's a great time. So even though we love summers in Seattle, I feel like there's still a lot of things to do in the outskirts of Seattle. For sure. Or even just in Washington in general. Like, I love going to Ocean Shores. Love going to Tri-Cities. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, go. Ocean Shores. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's over there? Grass? Winery. Oh, yeah, okay, that's true. I'm sorry, wineries. It's like wine country out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 I get it. Okay, okay, I respect it, I respect it. But yeah, so I love going to Ocean Shores. You know, the Des Moines Marina, their, their farmer's market over there, I heard is really incredible. Since you were talking about farmer's markets earlier, I think that my top for farmer's markets would have to be West Seattle. Ooh, I have not gone to that one yet. Which is pretty cool. Oh, mm, mm favorite farmer's markets of mine that I would recommend or suggest, Fremont Farmer's Market. Oh, actually, 
Or Ballard Farmer's Market. So the Fremont one, that's got to be behind the vintage section, right? If you yeah. walk straight down the it's street. It's like along the, is that canal or yeah, whatever you call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's actually pretty dope. It is. It but is. they had people vending, like vendors out there that were selling clothes and shit, right? Uh-huh. One time that we went and they are just fucking marking prices up the ass. I feel like. We're focusing on the positives here. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the clothes. The food is amazing, but those bitches, man, they. Mm, they they didn't really do it for me. The food was good, okay. but I think the vendors were like killing me. The killing vibe, me. the location. I mean, parking can be shitty. I think parking in Seattle in general, but yeah. it is worth it if you can get out there. I want to back up a little bit. You mentioned Ocean Shores. Yeah, that is what an hour, hour and a half drive uh, south of Seattle. Southwest, yeah. And I would recommend Ocean Shores for like a uh, either day trip or an overnight trip. Also, overnight, man, don't do a day trip. Well, overnight, that bitch. You know, like in my older years, like the last time we went, it was just a, a day trip. Really? But, but mind you, again, me and my husband, my family, like we also do day trips to Portland. So don't listen to us yeah, or for, listen to us. I mean, hey, if you guys um, like day trips, go ahead. We got things to do, we got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, also bring your beach toys and another good area to fly a kite. All sorts of things. Do you fly kites often? No, not at all. This past weekend at Golden Gardens was probably one of my first times. What kind of kite y'all got? We had a pocket flyer. The fuck? I know. Those those little kids' kids kites. Those kids' kites, right? Well, it was for my child, so. But is it like one (laughs) of those tiny ones? It is, yeah. So it's like, I got it because super portable. You know, I have this, like, area in the back of our truck where it's, like, our half tent, chair, blanket. It's, like, at any time, are we ready to go to a park? Okay, let's go. Okay. I'm I'm like that. So, I like that it's small, that it's portable. That's smart. I'm the opposite. If (laughs) If I have kids, hoping I do at some point, I'm bringing the most complicated kite, no matter how small the child is. If it will pull them away and take them off the ground... It's like a fucking, uh, another, what, what are those called? Glider. It's like a glider. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a glider, you know? They, they get a, it's a two-in-one. Yeah. You get a fun flying a kite, then you the kite flies you. You cannot lose your child. Huh? You cannot lose your child. I'll just run with him. <laughs> or her. Or, oh, no, I'll, I'll be one of those parents with the, <laughs> the leash. The backpack leash. Oh, uh-huh. And then so if they fly up, at least they'll be in the air, but I can hold the kid down. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's so funny. Yeah, no, my um, my oldest son, Cameron, was so excited to fly a kite. And we really? finally got it up in the air for a little bit. Um, we're waiting for another windy day. That's also another reason why you just have to have the kite in the car because it's a good day to fly a kite. Let's go. <laughs> I remember, so I used to date someone that had uh, a son named Carter, right? And so he was young. And he had a kite. I was like, yo, fuck this. Let's take the shit out. Fly this bitch. Jeez. And, yeah, you know, he was like, hi, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's so, anyways, we got the kite up, and then we were out by, let's say, Des Moines Marina, mm-hmm. maybe. And you know, when you're by the water, it's pretty windy, right? So, I was like, this is going to be a perfect day. And the, as the wind would blow, you know, you run, catches it, and we'll get it up for a little bit. And then, after about five to ten seconds, the wind just stops. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? 
the fuck? Yeah. I look like a dumbass. That's what He's Kevin... watching me, trying to say, like, how's this guy going to teach me how to do this shit? That's what happened to us. Yeah. You look stupid. Yeah. You look well, really I stupid. I felt fine, though, because I was like, this is my first time. Give yourself grace, Michelle. You got to be nice to yourself. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's the key to happiness in life. They got kites at Alki, huh? For rent? I'm... Oh, for rent. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think I saw it at the bicycle rental place. That I don't know. <clears throat> that used to be one of my favorite spots to go to. Alki. Which I think if you've never been. Alki Beach in West Seattle. Yeah, if you're a tourist, it's something. It's a place you should go. I think the food in the summertime is great. The atmosphere is great. Stay away from the loud crowds. You might get shot. How can you stay away from the loud crowds at Alki? Well, because, I mean, there's the loud crowds and there's, like, the active crowds, like. Like the chirpy crowds. Like the really, really loud crowds. Those guys, like, get kind of crazy. Okay. Get kind of crazy. I will say, like, when I when we have friends from out of town now, I will often suggest West, West Seattle or Alki to them specifically. Okay. Because Alki, okay, if you haven't been to Alki anymore, how I would describe it is like a beach town, beach destination. Kind of like, okay. I am not comparing it to, like, Venice Beach in California, but, like, it's, like, the Venice Beach of Seattle. Uh, oh, man. So, <laughs> so you were like, going to make um, us look bad when people go to it. <laughs> okay, I take that back. I take it back. But, okay, anyway, so on one side, you have you have the water and the beach. A part of it does have, like, um, sand. And then on the other side, across the street, is a whole bunch of, like, restaurants from, like, really nice, expensive restaurants to super casual, like, grab at the window, order at the window, and walk, Mm -hmm. you know? Top three favorite restaurants at Alki. Um, okay, Duke's. (laughs) You sound so stressed (laughs) out. (laughs) Okay, I do love Duke's. I love a good burger. I'll say Blue Moon. Blue Moon Burgers? Is that what they're called now? Mm, I heard the owner's racist. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, don't don't quote me on that, y'all. Just oh, uh, Google it yourself. I stopped going there after I heard about it. It was about it was right after the whole Blue Lives Matters things, and he had something to say. Okay, third one, Spuds. <sighs> Whack, bro. Whack. So, Dukes is a good solid one. You know, go to the second level. Dukes isn't. Dukes. Actually, I never ate at Dukes before. Okay, you can't talk. You're three restaurants. Three. Go. Okay, so there's this fish and chips place. I don't know the name. Spuds. No, 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 no. It's not Spuds. <laughs> it's two blocks down from Spuds. If you go towards the end of Alki, um, my mom put me on that because a long time ago, she was like, yeah, Spuds is cool, but they give you small serving. So we go down to this fish and chip spot down at the end of Alki, and it's... Sunfish? Yeah, 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 yeah I think so. I'm pretty sure it's sunfish because there's did only a quick two. Google. Yeah, there's only two, so it's got to be sunfish. But people are hella dope. Servings are hella big. Food tastes a lot better than spuds. It's not over fried. Yes, yes. Sometimes but spuds, spuds is, is such like, like a good Seattle classic. Iconic like, does local. not mean great. All right. Iconic does not mean great. I think okay. that spuds. I think spuds is good. If um, sunfish had a long line, I'd go to spuds. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. But, so, if if I'm going to do top three, I've got Sunfish. My second one would probably be El Chupacabra. And then you're, you're like, probably not because... No. So, I have a little story about that. Every time I pass by, I want to eat there. I want to eat there. 
okay. And then I told my girlfriends, let's eat there. And they both said, no, the food's not good. So I was shut down immediately, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to argue with them. By who? Because they both said it, both Erica and Dessa. I was like, okay. They are tripping, so, bro. every time I pass it, I still want to try it out. But We're going to have a talk next time I see him, man. That's <laughs> not even, that's out of line. That's out of line. Chupacabra is pretty fucking good. Okay, all right, all Pretty right. good. It's not the best, but we're just talking about top three out of Alki, right? So there's that, and then Pepper Docs. Ooh, I know. So, I forgot Pepper Docs. So I think... Which serves? Burgers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, burgers and ice cream. So... Oh no! I got a new place. This doesn't. This might not serve food. I'm not sure, but I went there for drinks, and they got sugarcane drinks over there. No. I told you about this. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about because I went there. Oh, okay. So what's it called? <laughs> Natalie's. That, Natalie's on Alpha. Yeah, <laughs> that place is bomb. They do have food there, actually. They do. They have. Um, I believe they serve Vietnamese cuisine, so things like bun mi's, which I heard their bun mi's are really good. Bun mi and alki just don't sit right. It sits perfectly fine. That's perfect. Let me go buy a bun mi and then walk across the street and have a little picnic on the sand. I mean, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. But I just feel like I would get something else. That's perfect. Okay. Okay. Pair it with a boba. You're good. I'm good. I'd be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is. Natalie's, man, that place is bomb. My my mom likes sugarcane drinks. She usually goes to the Great Wall to get her sugarcane drink um, because... I don't know. She my so I have a little whatever. memory as a child. My dad used to work at a sugarcane farm in Hawaii, and he used to come home with fresh sugarcane. So I used to just like sip, like suck on the bark. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm talking yeah, you about? chew like, on it. Fresh, yeah, fresh, yeah. Fresh. So my mom put me on that again because when she was a kid in the Philippines, she would do that. Mm. So here you can't find fresh sugarcane. You can <laughs> find packaged sugarcane. Oh really? Yeah, never so, seen. That doesn't. I'm pretty sure it doesn't taste the same. No. It just tastes like a uh, sweetened wood. <laughs> sweetened wood, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, but like fresh sugar cane would be juicy, right? That's so funny. Yeah, yes. so. <laughs> but, what are we eating as kids? Wood. I know, I know. White, our, pe- white people are like, oh, candy, I'm so kids. glad I'm not cultured like that. <laughs> so today I was talking to my um, co sorry, this is like total tangent, but. We were eating some seaweed at work today, and this girl was like, I don't really like seaweed. And I said, I told them the story of when I was a little girl growing up in Hawaii, and my family and I used to literally go to the ocean and pick up a particular seaweed and, like, pack our bucket with it, go home, and, like, eat it. We used to just eat it straight out the ocean and (laughs) take it home. (laughs) Your face. That had to be super salty. I think you're lying. You had to have rinsed it out. And... I am not lying. We used to just take it out the ocean and eat it. And like I said, oh. buckets filled, go home, and then, like, eat it or whatever. If I can find a picture of it and, like, find out what kind of seaweed it is, because I don't think it's the seaweed that you are imagining <laughs> that comes up to, like, any ocean shore. No, 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 because no, it, no. Because, actually, I have not seen this seaweed since. It's It's thick. And it kind of looks like it came off some coral. I, I don't know how to describe it, actually. I don't want to butcher it's kinda, is it. Is it kind of like frilly? Like if you were to think of um, Prince's shirt, how it has like frilly shit along the collar? No, not really. If I find out the type of seaweed, yeah. I will let you guys know because well, I'm probably freaking you guys out right now. Yeah, Anyways. 
Oh, so what do they say? What do they say? Oh, she. They were very interested. They were like, "Oh, where did you grow up?" And you, you know, you did that. And yeah, but I did watch something about a documentary about salt and like different types of salt that are made in Japan, right? And then they were talking about how they extract salt from different types of seaweed that they find in the ocean, mm-hmm. and they have a particular type of seaweed that grows in the area that they're in. So I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. I just don't straight out the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Fuck, man. You know, when I was a kid, I drank the water just to see what it tastes like. Which water? Ocean, Ocean water. water. Ooh. I passed that's out. super salty. Yeah, I passed out. And this was like a good kind of salt to it. It wasn't... Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll figure it out. I'll mm-hmm. let you guys know. Anyways, while we're on the topic of like beaches, are there any other shores around Seattle that's a favorite? Nah, man. You know, Coulon used to be the joint. Uh, used to be the place to go to when... You know, you're in high school. But I think that's for us, too, because, like, we're closer to Kulon than you are. So it doesn't really compare to Golden Gardens. Um, but now they've got the Hyatt on the water. Mm-hmm. What's that place called where you can eat? Do you know? Dock and Sip. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that place is pretty live. You know, they got the games out by the water on the dock. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the bar right out. If you have a boat, pull up. They often have other. live music there. Mm-hmm. Is it often really? Yeah. Mm. I would say eight out of ten times that I go there because mm-hmm. we go to the park right next door with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trick sorry. Trick is let me get like seven margaritas. The trick is when you need to use the restroom, when the kids need to use the restroom, you don't go to Kulan's restroom. Yeah. You go to the one inside the hotel. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like ten steps away. Oh, for and sure. And so we always like, it's, there's always a live performer there. And it's just, it's good vibes, great view. They got the lawn chairs out there. Yep. Really nice, yeah. I think if we had that as a kid, I think life would be a little bit different. Our expect- expectations of certain areas would be different. I think that... Oh, uh, sure. We would probably have a lot more things going on in that area. And so right now, I feel like they're slowly trying to build a nightlife around there. Mm-hmm. Or just a, a summer vibe around mm-hmm. there, you know, because they got all the new buildings... Um, new stores coming in and they're just trying to like yes. bring in this whole new crowd of people yes. which I'm all for over there there's gonna be a new I believe it's Vietnamese uh, restaurant right next to the Hyatt but waterfront really yes it's the same owner as venison am I pronouncing that correctly okay. venison um, yeah venison's pretty good I respect it yeah you know with our summers I feel like it goes by so quick the older we get because we get so preoccupied with things. But there are definitely things that you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, what's Puyallup your must-do? Oh, Puyallup Fair, and it's not even for like games or anything because you spend about three hundred dollars to play two games. It's not called the Puyallup Fair anymore. <laughs> what is it called? The Washington State Fair or something. For real? Yes. Since when did they do that? Like I don't know, five years ago. Yeah. But it's the same. I still call it Piala Fair. I know. I know. To this day. Like, <laughs> like T-Mobile Park, I still call it Safeco. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's T-Mobile Park. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I know, I know. But, okay, yes. So that's a go-to. That's a for sure go-to for the summer. I would go there for <sighs> elephant ears. Yes. Earth, I, earthquake burger for me. This shit's wild. <laughs> this is a big-ass burger. Yeah. Is it? You like it? It tastes good. Yeah, I think we put some grilled onions on there. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. 
it's just like it's our like our must have every year we get that scones i'm not a sweets guy oh yes but the scones are pretty fucking good fisher scones with the jam yeah you know they have the recipe here but i heard it's not the same if you try to make it at well home. they sell it in they have the box that's yeah. sold at the oh restaurant. sorry the recipe yeah they have the box that they sell they sell at the grocery stores yeah. everywhere but yeah. it's not the same i believe that you don't have a for sure thing that you have to do every year Yes, I do. What? It is also a little drive away. It is north of Seattle in Anacortes. 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 It's not, I don't really say Anacortes, Anacortes. but Anacortes. Okay. There is D's Shrimp Shack where. It's D's? That's been the name the whole time? Yeah. People probably just know it as the Shrimp Shack. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's D's Shrimp Shack. Bring rice. Yes, so hold on, hold on. So. We go there, my family and I, every single summer. We do make a day trip out of it. We go to Anacortes for the shrimp in the morning, like beat the lines, shrimp, oysters, whatever else. Mm-hmm. And we do bring our rice cooker <laughs> full of rice, and then we make the short drive over to Deception Pass, mm-hmm. which is just beautiful views, like as you're crossing the bridge. What's that bridge called again? Deception Bridge? Mm-hmm. Deception Pass. I don't know. Okay, the I Green noticed, Bridge. Yeah. Really beautiful views. We always like walk across it. Okay, go to Deception Pass, like make it a beach day. We set up the tent, we grill the oysters, the rice, like all of that. I got to tell Daniel and them, see if they're down to do that a whole day. Yes, that is enough. Yeah. You know, I've never. Like, uh, to me, it's not summer without that. I think that's one thing I'm trying to do this year is to block out a whole day to do stuff. To be active, not for, like, birthdays or, like, baby showers or engagement. Celebrations. Like, Like, not for celebrations like that. Like, I just want to have a day where, like, hey, you guys want to go out and do stuff. And I feel like a lot of times when we do it, it's just like, okay, well, let's meet up at, like, two or three or maybe five or six. And it's so short, right, the time that we're we're spending. And I I just want to do it from, like, 10 a.m. Like, um, early on. Yeah. For well, you it, have, there you have to go early. Anyways, I, yeah, I was going to say. any food. No, yeah, I was going to say, like, if they open up, say, at 9 a.m., you want to get there before. Seven. Yeah. I'm not joking. Be there at 7. Last I'm time we got there. I'm not joking either. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, we go in the morning. Yeah. Last time we were first in line. Bro. Yeah. We got, like, this big-ass bag of oysters. No, shrimp. I'm not an oyster person. Oh, oh that's one place not, I want to like, go to. oysters. Taylor Shellfish Farms. I read your mind. All right. Yeah. That's Dang, what I want to Maybe not we need to anymore. hang out more. We went to the farms north of here. We, I think on our way back down from Bellingham, we went to Taylor Schwartz Farms. Is it good? Um, you know what's crazy is that it wasn't really a big thing when we went there. And so I wasn't like, ooh, let me try all the different kind of oysters huh. or anything. I was just like, oh, you know, these are oysters. Yeah. They're fine. Cool. We're at a... An oyster farm, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got back, and then they like blew up, and everyone's like, "Ooh, Taylor shellfish." I mean, it's cool. Yeah, it's a cool experience too. And you throw like everything's out on the farm. You throw all the shells out there and stuff too, right? I think so. Yeah. I, if I remember, is that the ground is just their shells? Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's yeah. another fun one. Yeah, I mean that's one thing I want to do is go out there and make a day trip out of it. I've been talking to Daniel a little bit more about. We haven't talked about it as much this year, but going crabbing. It's mm. one thing we need to do, get this Dungeness crab, baby. Yes. I think that last year we didn't catch enough 
we caught a lot of red rock crab. Okay. And, I mean, to me, it doesn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we also went squidding last year. I uh, caught... I Daniel caught, what, I think like 30 or 40. I caught maybe like two. This is what my childhood <laughs> is made of, by yeah. the way, because I used to go all the time with my dad. Yeah, well, why don't you bring the kids out? Let's fucking bring hella people out. Let's just kick it. I know. You well, do have to we, go at night. The thing is, we haven't done it in decades. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the last time my dad went out there. Uh-huh. I was probably in middle school the last time we did it. Yeah. But like I said, it's my childhood. Ooh, another favorite of mine, camping. Love, love, love camping. I know, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people in my life right now don't like, actually, they either love it or they don't like it. Yeah. I love camping. Another, like, childhood favorite memory. I was talking to one of my clients about this, and this is in no way throwing any shade towards anybody, but we were talking about camping. She's Asian. She knows I'm half, and all my friends are mostly Asian, right? So she was talking about her camping trip and how it was a different experience, and how camping with white people is completely different than camping with non-white people. And I was like, it definitely is. Like, Sometimes she was pretty much saying how the people that she went with bought like the best, most high end equipment for camping versus I feel like a lot of our friends or family. And when we go camping, we just have equipment. We just got our shit, just regular standard equipment. And it's still a good time, you know, but she's still saying how like it was crazy over the top where, you know, they ended up rock climbing to a spot to go camping, rock climbing to another spot to go paddle boarding. Oh, shit. I don't know what else. She's a, she just said she just said some other shit was going on that she wasn't planning on doing, and she was like, "I don't know, like Dante, like what do you do?" I was like, "I don't know, we just drink and eat and chill, <laughs> like play mm-hmm. games." That's pretty much what it is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, it's just interesting how she said it was it was different because I've never gone camping with with a group that was majority white. Mm-hmm. We probably had like a couple of people that were white. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be cool to do it one time. Maybe. Yeah. See, I've never camped with friends before because my friends aren't the type. Really? My friends aren't the type. So the majority of my camping in recent years have been with my cousins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have friends that want to camp. But the problem is who's going to book it? And that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing. You know, that's one nice thing about Seattle is like on the west side, one hour drive, you could be at the ocean. And then one hour drive east, you can be in the mountains. And it just provides you with so many different activities. Yep. Like if you like hiking, go east. Mm-hmm. Or water sports, go west. Or find a lake. There's so many lakes yep. around too. Ooh, Lake Chelan is a little drive from Seattle. The fuck you mean by a little? Two hours. Hold on, a... hold on, hold on. We're venturing out from this list of stuff to do in Seattle. <laughs> This, I was hold just on, thinking on. No, about my like, favorites. <laughs> this is, wait, how many hours did you say? Two. No. It's more than that. Okay. Lake Chelan Drive. Three hours and three minutes right now oh. with no traffic. Okay. So that's... Three hours east of Seattle quite a is bit of a drive. Lake Chelan. You're right. I am like venturing off this Seattle list, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why it highlights, like, why summers are so great in this region, in the Pacific Northwest yeah. region. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that Lake Chelan is the longest lake in the nation or the well, world. Hmm. Someone told me I that. I didn't no really idea. fact check it. I just went with it, so I believe them. Okay. Yeah. 
So what about Lake Chelan, though? What did you like about it? Because not everyone's been to Lake Chelan. So that, I think that is a thing to do when you're from Seattle. So, yeah, when we go to Lake Chelan, like, we just get an Airbnb on the water. Mm-hmm. And we're able to access the water, which I think is really nice and a luxury because not all rentals are like that. Um, but my family, like, the last time would rent jet skis and they were able to, like, approach the house and, okay. like, switch riders if they wanted to or pick pick us up or whatever. Yeah. Lakefront, you know, it's just, like, a relaxing time away from the city. Wait, That's did you it? say jet ski? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, I thought I didn't uh, hear you say it. I was like, you know, you could jet ski over there, right? Yeah. But it's a pretty dope spot to kick it at. There, There's a huge college life over there. A lot of the college people in the summertime go there mm. just to kick it. It gets pretty wild. You know, I think that, you know, during the summers, like, as I'm getting older every year, I'm trying to think of things that I don't normally do mm-hmm. or that are harder to do during the other seasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're working, even though I don't have kids, even though I'm not in school, I feel like everything's still seasonal, right? In the summertime, there's less traffic. And I don't think people realize how much traffic there is when UW's in school. Like, my drive to UW is cut maybe by, like, 15 minutes. When school's out? When school's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And rush hour is about an hour shorter oh. than if school was in. So rather than rather than rush hour being all the way up to 7 o'clock, it'd be till 6. So, you know, I'm, I'm able to go out and do more things. And, you know, I've got a few museums on my list that I want to get down this year. I want to go to that car museum in Tacoma. Lee May. Huh? Lee May. What you call me? The museum. <laughs> Le, uh, LeMay. I'm, I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. LeMay. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. And then I want to go to the computer museum in Georgetown or Soto area. I forget what, where it's at exactly. Computer. Yeah. So it's just like computer history museum, which is pretty cool. And then I want to go to Museum of Flight. Um, and then. You know, the Museum of Flight has a, a fun event coming up. We should go to it. What's the event? It's called Hangar Fest. Actually, there's a couple that they're doing. What is it, though? What's Hangar so, Fest? So, Hangar Fest focuses on breweries, um, wineries, and distilleries. And it's out in the aviation pavilion. So, they use that outdoor space while the weather is nice. And they'll have like games and live music. So, just a fun time. Okay. And then they also do a jet blash. This is a tongue twister for me. Jet Blast Bash, which is Seafair Weekend. Mm -hmm. And the the Blue Angels take off at Boeing Field right next to it. And so you get to be, you get to have essentially front row seats because they shut down the entire main lot. You can park there. No, you can't park there. Sorry. But you can be out in the parking lot all day. They have food trucks, music, activities, like family, family friendly um, but yeah, you can see the Blue Angels take off and return. Okay. Which nice. I'll talk about Seafair in a little bit, but UK. So okay. other museums you want to visit. And so these aren't museums, but more of a tour. There's one thing that I've been wanting to do, and it's this Columbia City self-tour. Because oh. I sound so so strange. Columbia City self-tour. <laughs> We're getting tongue-tongue. <laughs> oh, I got it. So here. Columbia City self-tour. So you download the map online it's a pdf 
and then you take yourself through the destinations and you just read through the whole script. So where does it take you to? I'm imagining food places, food stores, places, historical stores. buildings, um, historical parts of the neighborhood. Interesting. Yeah, so I saw it when we were walking. I don't know who I was with one time when we were walking at night, and there was there was a storefront, um, a window display of. The well, old, like <laughs> it was an old Franklin High School. So I was like, oh, why is that there? That's pretty cool. Then it was just mapping out everything that was going on in Columbia City in like the early 1900s. And then it said, if you wanted a tour, here's the website. So I was like, oh, it'd be pretty cool to do that just to actually know more about that area. Yeah. Right? I wonder if they have a self-guided tours in other parts of the city. Probably. That would be pretty interesting because sure. yeah. I'm pretty sure like... Pioneer would be Pioneer Square would be really interesting. They probably I, don't because they need to make money. They got that uh, that underground, underground tour on there. I, they have the underground tour, um, but like Ballard would be another. In, Ballard would be pretty dope. Would be another interesting um, neighborhood. Yeah, Ballard. And you know, what's yeah, that? What's Ballard. that place across or right before Ballard? It starts with the M. Magnolia. Magnolia. So oh. we went to Magnolia on Mother's Day. We were driving out there because there's a house. That's in a movie called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, wow. So that movie is from the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was like, oh, I love that movie. Let's go check it out. The house mm-hmm. is still there. It looks like a house from the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Sticks out like a sore thumb. But cool. I've never thought that... Magno- no, what did you call it? Cool. No, no, no. What did you call the place? Magnolia. Oh, I thought you said something else. But yeah, so Magnolia... It's a pretty big area. Have it's you driven huge. over there? It's huge. And Discovery Park's over there. Yes. So yeah. when you were describing Ballard as an island but not an island, I was actually thinking that was Magnolia to me because it's like you do have to cross a bridge to get to oh, part of Magnolia. And it is like on the peninsula. It's on the <laughs> peninsula, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So you guys want to check out this house? That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty dope. I mean, that area... It's pretty unique. That's the rich people area. I feel like they got a poor people area, too, because it was kind of run down. But those are probably, like, middle class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> middle class people in Magnolia. But, yeah, I don't know. I This summer, I, I want to pack it with a bunch of events. I just got to wait till this plant sells done. Damn. Yeah. I don't think that's true, though. I mean, yes, I know you are busy with the plant sale. I recognize that. Um, but all it does is take a little planning to planning to be like these are the spots I want to hit and let me plug it into my calendar well I'm the only one that waters the plants and repots them so if you got it if I only have like one day I gotta do it in one day to pot yeah. them so it doesn't <laughs> doesn't really help out when I'm gone from like 5 a.m to 2 p.m and then I gotta start yeah doing this so yeah yeah I really do gotta wait so <laughs> but what about you what do you got planned this summer I want to do either paddle boarding or kayaking. Um, I love the water, but I notice I don't spend enough time on the water. Okay. I'm like, I'm more like on the beach or the sand enjoying the view, but like I want to be out there enjoying it. And so trying to find some time. My kids said they want to go kayaking too. So hopefully, um, I don't think, I don't know that I would bring them paddle boarding, but, but we'll see. Maybe there's always a possibility. Are you an R&B brunch person? Ooh. You can see what's been going on. Yeah, so my friends and I were actually supposed to go last weekend, um, but we had to cancel, and hopefully 
By cancel, I mean reschedule. Which one, though? So we were going to go to the one at Stoned House. And this one I actually think was like, it just so happened to be an R&B sing-along. But I just want to go to a DJ event at Stone House because I love the vibe there. So I don't think anything's an R&B sing-along. I just think people happen to sing happen along. To sing I along. feel like that's the trend now, especially <laughs> since a lot of DJs and clubs would do like an R&B night and uh-huh. they would put that Keisha Cole love song on. Oh. And then the whole place just starts singing with everybody. Or Tevin Campbell. Um, and then also videos from like Cali would pop up where they would do these events and they would be an R&B day, daytime thing and everybody mm. would sing along. But I think now everybody thinks that's the thing to do. And so I actually went to Stonehouse to one of those R&B brunches. I think it was the first one for the season. Cool. How was it? And food was good, as usual. Yes. Music was good, as usual. Crowd, interesting. Because when you watch these videos, there's a specific demographic that shows up mm-hmm. to these events, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that Stonehouse has a wide variety of people that come through. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of people from um, the Seward Park area, a lot of people from the Upper Skyway area, more classy area, a lot of people that live right up on the water, and a lot of people from the outskirts mm-hmm. um, that yeah. are more like us, right? And so, no, like sections weren't divided up, speakers were everywhere, so you could hear the music everywhere, but you could tell who really wasn't comfortable singing the songs. And like, mm-hmm. you'll have a specific group that would just sing, and then everybody else is kind of just like, okay. Cool, just bobbing their head. And it's like those older 60-year-old white women that went out just to grab some food and they're just blasted with loud-ass R&B music. <laughs> they stumbled upon us. Yeah, R&B. came like, at the wrong moment. Where did we go? Yeah, they looked like they weren't having fun. Oh, no. <laughs> but there is another brunch, R&B brunch, called Brunch Season, S-Z-N. Okay. Because like, apparently abbreviations is our other thing. I haven't heard of this. Where's Brunch Season? So... No idea, but this is something you gotta get tickets to, I think. You don't know. Huh? You don't know? No, I don't. I just see it. Oh. On Instagram. I don't, I didn't look for it because I'm not gonna go to it. Like, this looks packed. Okay. Like, I just wanna go in and eat. It looks like everyone went there just to sing. And food happened to be there. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanna eat. But brunch season, I've been seeing a few people on my IG page um, or people that I follow, they've been going. They said it's pretty fun. It's just, for me, I think that I'd rather have the Stonehouse vibe because mm-hmm. you could kind of get away from the music mm-hmm. versus what I see in brunch season. It's like you're just surrounded All up in and indulge. Yeah. And you can't get away from it. Can't get away. Oh, I do like the option to like get away, like still be a part of it, but not fully a part of it. You <laughs> like know? one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. <laughs> like if I like it, I'll go yeah. in there. But that's cool. Yeah, never heard about it before. And hopefully I want to, we got to reschedule that brunch date. I mentioned this a little earlier, but Seafair. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's up? Are you a Seafair fan? I'll go if people want to go. <laughs> okay. A little a little history on Seafair. I think it started in 19... I want to say 1951 or so. That's um, pretty early. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. They were celebrating some centennial... I want, was it the Great Fair? Okay, you know what? Maybe I should not give lessons on Seattle history. They wanted to put Seattle on the map, and Seafair was the solution, okay? Mm-hmm. So. 1950s when it started. Okay. They wa- they were celebrating something centennial. Okay. Um, anyways, I love what it has turned into these days, which is essentially 
celebrations all around town for like a month or two leading up to the actual Seafair weekend, which this year is August 4, 5, and 6. And so think about, I think the 4th of July per, the 4th of July show is part of Seafair. 4th of July show? It's like a Seafair. Yeah, it's, think of like Pista Sanayan. But how is 4th of July, 4th? That's a whole month away. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's all these celebrations. When you think of, like, the Greenwood Parade. No, no. So those parades, it's kind of like a Pride, uh, the Pride Parades, the Pride Festivals. So they, they have the different cities or the different neighborhoods that celebrate the Pride Festivals. Like, they'll have one on, um, in, in Bal or in Burien, in White Center. I don't know if Ballard does it. They might have one in Greenwood. And then the big one is always in Capitol Hill. Right. Okay. Um, so I think same thing when it comes to torchlight parade. Mm-hmm. Um, they have There's the different. Pa- they have the different parades. Mm-hmm. Torchlight parade is the weekend of seafair, but they have other mm-hmm. parades leading up to torchlight prior to that, mm-hmm. which is still part of the seafair festival. Yeah. So yeah. So like I'm on their website right now. So like Des Moines Waterland Festival, West Seattle Summer Fest, Ballard Seafood Fest. Okay. Kent Cornucopia Days, Covington Days, oh, Wallingford. Kent Cornucopia Days. I forgot about that. So all of these are like within Seafair, but the biggest weekend for Seafair is going to be August 4, 5, 6, which is the Boeing Air Show where they have the Blue Angels perform and then the hydroplane (laughs) races out in Lake Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that also like completes summer in Seattle for me. Okay. So you actually go though? We have, yeah. So the last time we went was in 2019, right before the pandemic. We brought our kids out there to watch to watch the air show and the hydroplane races. Such a fun time. And then, like, another year, like, we did go into the hydroplane pits. That was pretty cool to see. We did that one time, yeah. Yes. Um, gone to the torchlight parade multiple times. I don't do that no more. Not anymore, but, yeah. like, back in the day. Every, every time there was a shooting, every <laughs> time we went, I'm like, I'm good, man. Don't remind me. Like, is this nor- Does this normally happen in other cities? Right? We're not a dangerous city. We're not the most dangerous city in the world, but I feel like a lot of shit happens for, like, no reason. Someone starts yeah. to beef, and then someone pulls out a gun, blah, 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 blah. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay, are you going to Torchlight <laughs> this year, though? Or no, Seafair? No, I'm not going to go to Torchlight. I will be at Jet Blast Bash What's at the that? Museum of Flight, where the Blue Angels oh, take I off. See, I see, so I see, they I practice... I think they practice on Thursday or Friday, and then the actual show is on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, but when I was a kid, I used to run outside. So I live near Lake Washington, mm-hmm. right? So I pretty much live down the street where the main event is at for Seafair. Oh yeah, yeah. And they take off far. right at Boeing Field, which is like South they, Seattle they in between. Yeah. So here all the time when I was a kid, I'd run out of my room I'm like, oh my god, it's a fucking blue plane. And then, <laughs> how often do you see a blue plane, right? And they would drive super low, and it would shake the whole house, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was dope. And then, one year, I think I was like 14, 15. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm trying to sleep in. And then you could slowly hear the jets creep, mm-hmm. like, over yeah. the house. I'm like, shut the fuck up! I'm trying to go to sleep! Oh, no. Trying to go to sleep! Because <laughs> they would practice maybe around 9 a.m., 10 a.m. And I think they had to change their time frame because oh, really? people wanted to sleep. Yeah, and then 
the practice times got shorter and shorter, and I think sometimes they just only oh, practice really? once a day or somewhere else. I guess people either love the Blue Angels or hate the Blue Angels because they can be so annoying and so loud. I like watching them. I don't like hearing hearing them practice before. Just do the same shit. <laughs> Something different. Cool. Call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, man. But. Let's see for I might try to do that this year then. Hmm. I got to break up all these events. I just got to get people to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, one thing before we head out, uh, Chinatown Night Market. You down? Always. Okay, so what did it say? September 20th through the 23rd. You got to correct me on that one. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go ahead and go head out there. If you guys want to show up, show some love, we'll have our own booth. Actually, we won't because we're broke again. So 20 through the 23rd, that's probably one of my favorite night markets in Seattle. There was that, and then they had the South Lake Union Night Market, which was actually in the daytime, but... That one was just overly packed. But with this one, I feel like all the food's amazing. All the food's amazing. It's actually one I've never been to. Yeah. Well, yeah, just so everybody, go ahead and get out there. If you guys got some stuff you guys are going to enjoy this summer, please let us know. DM us. You know, we want to get out there and try to do some let stuff, too. Let us know your we... favorite things to do in Seattle in the summertime. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, uh, remember, we all got different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you, and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to go out and do some shit with your family and your community. Yeah. Yes, and hoping you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Life I and I Podcast. Yeah, make sure to turn on your notifications. We're almost caught up. Catch y'all later. Till next time.